Hello and everyone, welcome to the Locked on Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch with me, my current co-host of the show, it's Dave Morissuti. And on today's episode of Locked on Leafs, we'll chat a little bit about the loss to St. Louis and then preview tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti here, your hosts of Locked On Leafs uh, daily Maple Leaf centric podcast. Be sure to check it out for free wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Just search up Locked On Leafs. Um, Maple Leafs uh, losing in not so great fashion to the St. Louis Blues last night, Dave. They got another game tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. It's been a while since they played Montreal, and it'll be the first time that we'll get to see them under uh, the new tutelage of Martin St. Louis. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's kind of break down uh, the loss to the new St. Louis on Tuesday on Saturday, six to three was the score against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Dave, your initial thoughts on the game? I mean, a brutal start for the Leafs. You know, going down two nothing against a team that's you know very defensively reliable, like strong in St. Louis is not great. But I mean, I'll give the Leafs credit for battling back and for you know not giving up when you're down two nothing. Um, William Nylander. He had himself a game like this is something that we were kind of waiting for. Um, you know, he he single handedly got. I mean, not single hand, but he got the Leafs back into it, and then it just it just seemed like something was off about them all night. And St. Louis had a couple of things go their way. I mean, I was still very salty about that goal that was clearly too many men. Many men, considering how many times the Leafs get called for too many men, it they called is- in that game. They called in that game. For too many men call. It's, it is ironic that it went up, it went against them. I know, I know. The the biggest issue for me was like the the Leafs, the Blues are a good team, man. Like they are a, a real solid team. And Campbell ends up giving up five, that coming off of one of his better performances in the last couple of months, and he got rewarded with a third straight start. Right. And this was something that we had discussed is how is the goaltending situation going to kind of unfold? And they kept giving him, you know, rolling with the hot hand, I guess, is what they decided, which was a conversation we had had a week ago. What do you do? Looks like they made their choice. And they were trying rolling with Jack. And then finally, in his third start and was a third start in, in five days, perhaps, I guess, what, Monday, six days, third start in six days. And not the best performance, a lot of five goals on, on 33 shots, but a lot of them, you know, coming off of, of rebounds where they just didn't defend very well. They didn't clear the rebounds away from the danger areas and they didn't a lot. They didn't, you know, man up on their guys, box out the guys and they really kind of just get some easy tap-ins. And you think about, I think it was the four, three goal against uh, the, the sod goal. You guys just sitting at the side of the net, little quick little tic-tac-toe play, Pareko down to Perron, and then through the paint. And Saw just like, thank you. 
very much. Quick goal there, and that turned out to be the game winner. And it was just a couple of instances like that where, you know, and you can put a little bit of blame on Campbell for some poor um, rebound placement. You know what I mean? Like, think about the one uh, Bushnevich. Kairou, the first goal of the hockey game, like a few minutes in, Kairou coming in off the rush, takes a shot, Jack Campbell makes a, a save on it, but then a juicy rebound right to the stick of Bushnevich, who's not going to miss that goal. Um, and that was kind of the first kind of goal of the game. There was a couple instances where, where that was the case. So uh, not a very good defensive effort in front of Jack, but I think Jack Campbell too, a couple of mistakes, especially you know his rebound control and, and where he was placing them, probably not something that he's going to like when he takes a look at the film uh, today. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was his best start. And and I, Sheldon Keefe wasn't willing to put the loss on him. He said that the defending in front of him wasn't good enough, and I, I do agree on that one as well. Yeah. Yeah, just guys missed assignments in front of the net, uh, getting beat to the net easily. That's That continues to be something that I that the Leafs need to work on because, got, you know, if you're getting beat to the net that easily, it is going to be a hard time for you in the playoffs. Yeah. They allowed 10 odd man rushes in the game compared to Toronto's seven. So, you know, you're, 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 you're allowing those odd man rushes and like TJ Brody's going to do TJ Brody things. He had that one cool slide play, but it eventually resulted in a, in a goal a couple of seconds later. But um, yeah, d- defensively, they didn't do a great job. Uh, you look at the slot shot comparison, St. Louis was 16, Toronto just 14. So they didn't win the middle of the ice battle, and often that's going to be the difference there. Uh, but to, to me, t- Toronto, like, they didn't play, you know, terrible. It's just, I, I don't even know what, like, this is almost a game where you just kind of junk it, you know? where there was just a couple of key errors that were a little persistent and and St. Louis is a good enough team to really capitalize and make you pay when you make those timely errors and that seemed to be the situation uh the situation last night. I also just think their goaltender was like sharp like when he had to be like you know I'm sure a couple goals he probably would want back but there were times where the Leafs had some like great A chances. And he came up big as well. He made the extra save, I think, that Campbell probably would have liked to have had. Yeah. Um, as well. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? And when we get back, let's get into our uh, three stars of the game. I don't even, do you have three stars? I don't have three full stars. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll discuss it. We'll, we'll talk about it. And uh, we'll also preview tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens. And ponder, who gets the net? Jack or Peter? That's what's coming up here later on on Locked on Lease. But before we get there, why don't we hear a quick word from today's show sponsor, Dave. Tell us all about our friends over at Built Bar. Yeah, Built Bar. I mean, we can't get enough of these guys. You know, great, great protein bars if you're looking for something that doesn't have a lot of calories and provides, you know, doesn't have a lot of calories, low sugar, lots of protein. And loads of flavors that, you know, if you're, if you're picky on your flavors, they got all the choices that you are looking for. So at Bill Bar, they're all made, uh, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious and figure out how to make it healthy as well. And I don't know about you. I can't put them down when I try them. I actually got to try some. I finally found some. It took a little time to get them, but they are delicious. So make sure you go to Bill.com, use the promo code LOCK15, 
and get 15% off your order. So that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti, your host of the show. And one more reminder for you, you can find the show on all podcasts and platforms, also now up on YouTube. You can subscribe, Locked on Leafs. Uh, so Toronto, a 6-3 loss to the St. Louis Blues. Uh, why don't we go through our three stars of the game? Dave, why don't you start off? Who was your third star for uh, for Toronto? Yeah, I, I had a really tough time picking, picking three. Um, so third star, I'm going to go Michael Bunting. You know, he might not have had the best night stats wise, but boy, he was not, uh, he was, he was not letting things go. Yeah. Uh, You know, St. Louis is that scrappy team that, you know, will try to get on your skin and, you know, they like to play it rough. And this is the type of game I need to, we need to see Michael Bunting kind of thrive and just be a presence in. Yeah, and by the way, if you missed it, uh, I had an interview with Michael Bunting on Leafs Lunch on Friday. Uh, you can go check that out. Uh, you can find it either Leafs Lunch through podcasts or you can find it online on tsn.ca. But uh, just, you know, he talked about on that episode just being when he's getting in the mix of things and being that agitator, being that Darcy Tucker type of role, that's when he feels like he's at his best. And that's what he was like again in this game. Ended up playing 19 minutes. He had three shots on goal. A couple of really good chances too. Like he had an opportunity to score a goal or two in that game. Ended up at five on five, the highest individual expected goals um, average for the Maple Leafs, but then four hits, and then you got that. Uh, was it? Was it even a fight? It was. Was it technically a fight? Little scrap with him and Tori Krug, just getting under the skin of the St. Louis Blues. We can call it that. Sure, why not? But um, that I, I agree with you. I have Michael Bunting as my third star as well. Uh, who's your second star here, Dave? Oh, it's almost like you're you're kind of grasping at straws a bit, but you know what? I'm going to give it to T.J. Brody. But we got the same three stars. I already know this now. TJ Brody. I'll, I'll, okay, how about this? If you have Brody, I'll go with my second choice. Alexander yeah. Kerfoot. No, okay, you can. But we can both have Brody because I think that he deserves – we he rarely does. put TJ Brody in these three stars because he's often plays such a quiet game that he doesn't come to the forefront. He's often the forgotten man and very undervalued. So I think it's just a testament to how you know good of a game he actually had, the fact that we both thought of him as one of our three stars. I also had Alexander Kerfoot there just because without his play on that, on Nylander's second goal, like that goal. Oh, rush. oh yeah. Um, I think he's like, this is a guy I feel like needs to help that, that second line a bit more. They, I think they need him to kind of drive things. Cause really, if you look at how the, you know, Michael Bunting does it for the first line. I think Alexander Kerfoot needs to do it more for that second line. I think you saw that he is capable of it. Um, so I'll, I'll, it, Brody Wood is very deserving of the second star. I think Kerfoot deserves a shout out as well. Yeah, I uh, all right, I'll, I'll 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 totally agree with you. But for me, I I'm I'm gonna give it to TJ Brody. Did have that blunder, uh, gave away the puck on was it the three three goal or no the which was it the five three goal? Bit of a blunder there. Just kind of gave up the puck and Mikula ended up getting the goal, which might have been tipped in, but. Um, Outside of that, I thought that he had a decent game. Did have the slide like earlier on that play to break up a, a, a odd man rush opportunity. So you know you take the good with the bad, but got a goal. And TJ Brody rarely finds himself 
on the goal sheet, but it was a really nice actually um, screen by Ilya Mikheyev to allow him to get that goal. And TJ Brody spoke post game and even said that he's like, yeah, if, you know, if Mick doesn't provide that screen for me and, and Huso can see that point blank, you know, that that's a muffin that gets stopped 99 times out of a hundred. So the screen was a big part of it, but Broads, uh, you know, in a decent game ended up getting on the score sheet. So decided to give him a second star. And then William Nylander, I think is, is who we're both going to sit here as the number one star of the game. Um, broken eight game goal is drought scored twice in the game. And this is something that we saw coming, you know, the last couple of, of outings, he seemed to have been gaining a little bit of confidence. He was shooting with a little bit more authority. And then you saw it all finally come. Uh, we talk about the process and the results and eventually the process will lead to results. That's what finally happened here against the game against St. Louis. Unfortunately, it comes in a losing effort. So it's not talked about nearly as much, but you know, Nylander, when this guy's on, when this guy has confidence and he's screaming down the wing and he's placing his shots the way that he does, um, he truly is uh, an elite scoring threat. And that's what he was in the game against the Blues. And clearly, I think the, the Maple Leafs, you know, best forward, I would say, of the game. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a guy that, you know, I think got into the good graces of Leafs fans for his play in the playoffs last year. He was off to a decent start, and then we started. Really good start. Yeah, like we thought he was going to set career highs, I and mean, he's still very capable of doing it. You know, guys, a guy like him can get very streaky, and I think we're starting to see that coming. Because you mentioned, I think in Seattle, he had he had. I mean, he actually throughout that whole road trip in the West, he had so many you know grade A scoring chances. I think even on Demko, he had a couple that were stopped on breakaways. So I feel like it was only a matter of time before he had to break up. I mentioned in an article that I wrote actually for the fan side network that he's a guy that, you know, could he, he's put a lot more effort into his defensive game. Yeah. And it's translated to being better offensively, but it feels like he had gone away from that a little bit because the offense wasn't there. And I think just, there was just, the confidence was kind of lacking there. I think you're starting to see it come back a bit. It's slowly coming back, but I think this is, I mean, obviously a great start. And the Leafs, I think, have some easier opponents that will allow him to kind of keep that role going. I would hope so, because before about a week ago, the second line had not been producing anything. There was a month stretch there. It was before the Seattle game, a month stretch where those two combined, combined, for two points at five on five over that calendar month before the Seattle game. So, you know, we saw stretches and we saw instances of this team, of this line of Kerfoot, Tavares, and Nylander start to kind of roll. Kerfoot scored the goal in Seattle. And then also Muzzin ended up scoring late in that game, but it was really the play of Tavares and Nylander to allow that to get set up. And then they played well in the game against uh, Pittsburgh, but they didn't score. And then finally they, they burst through and and get a couple of goals here off the rush for uh, for William Nylander. So he's going to go down as our first star of the game. Uh, as for tonight's game, the Montreal Canadiens. So Toronto heading out onto the road to the Bell Center. I think I want to say restrictions are getting lifted and they might have some people in the building tonight. I want to say I, I thought I heard that that was happening. 
February 21st. I could be wrong, but I think that's the case. Uh, but we're going to preview tonight's game when we return. Uh, before we do, though, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors. And that's BetOnline.net. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where to find the next coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti taking you through the show. Uh, so we're going to kind of close the close the book on the weekend loss to the St. Louis Blues and get set and get ready for tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Montreal, not a very good team, Dave. I don't know if you know this, but they have a grand total of nine victories all season. Nine victories all season. The Flames are on a nine-game winning streak, <laughs> like in the last month. <laughs> like, just to put that into perspective, not a very good team. Um, but they've been playing a little bit better. You know, they, they've played a little bit better as of late. Now, granted, we're recording this Sunday afternoon. They're actually playing a game right now as we speak. So they could have ten by the time you're listening to this. Not exactly. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But they play better under under Marty St. Louis. Like they they have. They're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to beat Colorado's loss total. That's the goal right now. Oh, is that what it is? To oh, win more games and Colorado loses? Colorado has lost nine games of regulation. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's the measuring stick right now. Can the Habs have more regulation wins? Not even regulation, just wins. Yeah. Okay, win. Yeah, wins versus what Colorado <laughs> has lost in regulation. Yeah. Oh, boy. That is uh... right there, bro. <laughs> What an intriguing stat. What an intriguing stat. I'll say this, though. I, like, I've, I've been able to watch a couple other games since Marty St. Louis took over. Cole Caulfield's playing really, really well. I think we chatted about that the other day on the show. But um, they're playing better. They're playing with a little bit more um, confidence, I guess you could say. And they're respectful losses. They're not getting blown out 7-2 each night like they were before the coaching change. Like, you remember the, before they fired him, they were giving up an average of six and a half goals. Six and a half goals in the five games leading up to Dom Ducharme's exit from Montreal. Like, that's just ridiculous. And, I, I you know, they've played a lot harder and and better for St. Louis. They they finally got his first win the other night. And I'm sure they'll look to try and do the same against Toronto. And, look, Toronto, the problem is sometimes they take them too lightly, right? Like they take the the weaker opponents too lightly. So you can never feel super good going into the game tonight against Montreal. But, you know, I think Toronto should feel like they have the upper hand and should be able to walk away with the full two points. Mike, I swear to God, if the Leafs lose this game. It's not on me. Shut this, up. This is, this is going to be the Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup win for the season. They will treat this as if they won the cup. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I, I would not want to see Leafs Twitter if they lose. Like, I'm not putting that omen out there because I don't want to see it because <laughs> everyone's going to lose their minds. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they will. I don't the question is, is the, the question is here, Dave, 
I don't know if they've announced. They may, maybe they did announce one. Uh, I'll quickly check. But have you seen if they've announced a goaltender? Yeah, I thought our... Peter Morazic is supposed to start. So Peter Morazic's going to get the start. So um, I guess Jack gets three in a row, gives up a bunch of goals on Saturday, and I say, okay, let's go back to Peter. You like the move? I I I guess I like it. We kind of, I mean, I kind of brought that up as a possibility that, hey, you know, give Jack three, see how he does. But I think Peter was supposed to get one somewhere. So the well, idea- it's, it's it's night one of a back to back. Right. So you knew it was going to be, you know, Campbell's going to play either Monday or Tuesday. But why not maybe give, you know, maybe I would have given him a chance to rebound off of Saturday's game and then get Morazic on on the Tuesday. And then you can play Campbell again on the on the Thursday. But I don't know what to, I don't know what's going on here with this goal goaltending tandem. Um, it's but gonna, that's going to be the biggest mystery for the rest of the season. Like it's going to be unpredictable. It's not like before where you can obviously look at the second half of a back back and be almost like pencil. Like you're putting in pen, Peter Morazic. Now it's like right, the backup. Put it in pencil. <laughs> right, exactly. Like before, it was the backup. The one B will get that game. Friday got night one every single night. You know, and now it's uh, we'll see how we feel, I guess, which might even be a testament to how they feel about the goaltending situation. But anyways, um, I still feel confident like Mrazic's played pretty well. You know, didn't have his best outing against Vancouver last time he was out last weekend. But, you know, I it was really just a couple of quick ones early and then he, he somewhat locked it down. Tron didn't give Vancouver much. They should have blown them out to realistically it wasn't for Thatcher Demko. But um, Mrazic should be able to get this win. Um, what are you looking forward to see tonight? What do you think are kind of going to be the keys to victory for the Maple Leafs? Uh, I think the important one is I want to see William Neander build off his performance against St. Louis. I think, you know, so much attention gets paid on Matthews, Marner, and Bunting. There should be prime opportunities for, guy, you know, guys underneath to really step up. And we know Montreal – is dealing with, you know, no Shea Weber, so they don't really have that top-pairing defenseman. I mean, Jeff Petrie is probably the closest thing you're going to get. I would assume that Jeff Petrie will see a lot of Austin Matthews. So I want to see I want to see that William Nylander, you know, I'm going to call it that second line. They, they need to really pick things up uh, and start to go on a bit of a roll here as a, as a trio because I think that that trio isn't defined yet. I think they're trying to get it to be that that's you no know, concrete second line. It just hasn't really happened yet. I think that they're a game like Saturday against St. Louis goes the right way. I just don't want to see them take a step back. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think they go out, they have a solid performance and build off of that and gain some momentum as they head into the back half of the season here, the back nine. Um, definitely. I think a, a strong showing against Montreal could go a long way there. And for me, you know, get off to a good start. You know, you get off to a good start, you score a couple of goals in the first period, and then you just kind of keep it going, play a full 60, keep pedal to the metal, keep the, you know, the the foot on the throat of the Montreal Canadiens, and you don't allow them to get back into it. But just go out there and prove, like, we are, we are Stanley Cup contenders, and you are contending for the number one pick in the draft. And make that known. <laughs> the difference between the two. Do not let right. Montreal score first. That, no. That's, I think, the biggest key is if you let Montreal score first, that gives them the, any as much confidence as they 
had going into the game. I don't think they would expect to score first. No, I don't think so either. So make sure that you get off to a good start. And I think that'll go a long way here. Uh, you got one final key. Uh, final key is probably, I, I think the defense needs to be a little bit better in front of the net. I think they look, Cole Caulfield is the Habs new weapon (laughs) under Marty St. Louis. And we saw what Caulfield has done against the Leafs before. Uh, so I, I, I think if you're the Leafs, you don't want this guy to continue getting confidence. I think him, Josh Anderson, like if, if I'm like the defense, those are guys I'm looking, looking to stop. Josh Anderson scored against the Islanders here on Sunday. He's a guy that's been very vocal, but needing the Habs to play better. And you know, he likes to play against Toronto, him and Caulfield. So make sure that the usual suspects for the Habs that are kind of turning things around, don't allow don't allow that to happen. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it uh, should be a fun one, though. I'm I'm hoping for the best for Toronto, and just remember that you're the stronger squad. That that's what the Leafs need to remember. They are the stronger squad. They're expected to win the game. Should be a dub, but you got to go out there and you got to play the game. Right? Don't like- play down to your opponent. Don't play down to your opponent. Make them try and compete with you. Here's the thing, Mike. Doesn't it feel like we're almost sort of the fragile state? And that we that this isn't considered a slam dunk for like even though it should be. It doesn't matter. I mean, this team could go on like a twenty-four game winning streak, and they go up against Montreal, and I'm still going to be a little bit worried. Like this team could be looking like the Tampa Bay Lightning through the playoffs last year, and you go up against Montreal, and I could still be worried. Like it's just Montreal for whatever reason. Toronto plays down to their opponent all the time, and um, you know they. St. Louis got that team playing a little bit better as of late. So, you know, I think that they could take advantage of some mistakes that Toronto makes if they, you know, come in here and and they're not thinking that they could uh, take it easy on them. But it's night one of a back-to-back, you know, so that also is something to keep in mind. Uh, But hopefully, you know, they can pull out and get the full two points. That's what Toronto needs to do is get the full two points in Montreal. Hopefully you can get in Columbus. And keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. The goal of the season, win the division. That's the goal. And you got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, or else you're not going to do that. And they are going to end up playing one of these te- Florida teams in the first round of the playoffs, which you don't want to do. <laughs> you don't want to do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, as, as we mentioned before, Libushkin, the new defenseman for the Maple Leafs, will not make his debut in tonight's game. He will make his debut uh, tomorrow, or at least he'll be joining the team tomorrow in Columbus. So that could be our first opportunity to get a look at the new Maple Leaf. Um, so if you're hoping that you can see him tonight, not going to be the case, uh, but that's to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms. You receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Nikki underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow alongside my good pal Dave. We'll be Breaking down the Habs game, which hopefully ends up with two points. And then we'll also be teeing up the game against the Blue Jackets. But until then, give a lot right here on Locked On Leaves.